Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. We are presented to you by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and with me on this beautiful Thursday, after a big win, out in Canada. Shout out, Canada. He's Nate. What's up, man? I'm not in Canada, but the game was in Canada, just to clarify. I know because I kind of look like I might be in Canada with, as Daniel described, my super cool cowboy gear. Mm. But uh, no, I'm in fact not in Canada. But I need to just only watch the second half more often, apparently. That was a good game. I enjoyed that. It, it was. It was. It was a game that <clears throat> they needed, man. They needed. Black Lives Matter. What's up, man? What's up? Uh, Dylan Brooks, we will get into Dylan Brooks 100%. I got to eat some crow, first of all. Second of all, um, the show is you know, we titled it Shout Out Canada, right? And that's what uh, and that's what Brevin always says when either what Dylan or whoever, right? Dylan or maybe Brendan Clark does something good. Shout out Canada. Um, it man, what a night! What a night! It was fun, and it was a game that the Grizzlies had to have. Uh, and overall, that that could be one of the the games that they can always look back on and say, "Hey, we weren't playing our best." It was an it was an ugly little stretch. They had a big win streak. They kind of felt themselves a little bit, and then they actually showed up, got it together, figured it out. Right? That that's what it all comes down to: being a professional and figuring it out. And they figured out a lot. And you know, shout out to the the entire team, but also shout out to the coaching staff. There's probably a lot that went on behind closed doors, but the Grizzlies 119 at the Raptors 106, big win. Any takeaways from you? I know you were you missed the first half, right? Because you were on a date with your beautiful wife, and so yep. shout out uh, the Mrs. Nate. Uh, but I will, uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't want to know if you're going to give your last <laughs> name away or what. You know, M- Mrs. Qualls. She's not Miss Claus, but Miss Qualls. Uh, but yeah, what what a what a game it was! It was beautiful. But anything that you saw or that you want to talk about the first half, and then we'll get into the second half a little bit more. So I didn't get to watch the first half at all. I was kind of keeping up with the box score, but we were at a nice dinner, and so I was doing my best to stay off the phone. I really didn't get to see much, but I was able to check it at halftime and just sort of check a few tweets and look at the box score as we headed out before the second half started. And it looks like the team that you want this team to look like, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the the fact that Ja had more assists than points at the half and in a good way yeah. is something that I think makes this team as best it can be. Because it means, one, Ja is making good decisions, getting a lot of people involved. And two, the people who are getting involved are knocking down the shots that he's right. opening up for them, right? And so... um 
I, I sort of want to know because the second half there were some things that I think looked like it happened in the first half as well. And then there's some things that looked like they happened in the first half that didn't happen. So the first thing that looked like, and I want to ask you, and then you tell me if it's actually what happened, because it looked like they did a really good job of keeping Jaron pretty involved on both ends in the first half. And then in the second half, he was less involved. But it also looked like everybody was involved in that first half to some extent. So it looked like even if Jaron was really involved, it was more so in the flow of the offense, not just feeding it to him to feed it to him. And the other two things that really stood out to me were, one, it looked like a big Jitty game. It looked Mm. like, especially the second half, when I was able to watch it, Jitty did a lot, which is – what we talked about the other day, it's why you don't send him down to the G League, right? Like he just yeah. it's just a confidence thing with him. Um, it's not the only reason I send him down to the G League, but it's a confidence thing. It's why you don't take him out of lineup. I shouldn't say send him down to the G League. Yeah. And the second thing is Dylan Brooks looked like you had not just good, like pretty much great Dylan Brooks. Looked like great. an awesome the Dylan best game. Dylan I've seen ever. Personally. Looked like he put Siakam in a torture chamber based off that last tech mm. that I saw too. <laughs> and then the other thing was it looked like Bane did not have a good start to the game, but gradually got better as the game went along. Obviously, he fouled out the end, which sneakily, I feel like Dez always has three fouls at least at the end of the game. He fouls quite a bit, but um, you don't see him foul out a ton. But uh, that was the last thing I saw. And then Steve-O dominated the boards. It looked like he was just destroying the Raptors, who are a small team on the boards. Um, And that was what it looked like in the first half. Did I miss on any of those? No, you were good. Uh, Jaron, I, I think the Jaron game was uh, a little, I don't know, a little different. Jaron was a guy who looked like he was playing within himself. He he obviously took uh, three three-pointers. I think the one that he hit it was kind of in rhythm. And the other two were kind of out of rhythm. I think one of them was late in the shot clock. And I don't know if it was in the first or second half to be to be in general. But it looked like uh jaron kind of just understood like hey i need to get onto uh into the paint and a lot of the assists and, and shout out to uh you know our our chat um dylan brooks was able to have some assists and and i think half of the assist i think uh, dylan brooks had six assists half of his assist went to jaron on the night and that was basically because he would just have a mouse in the house and he was able to put somebody his back in on somebody and kind of and, and post him up and score. And so that was one of the biggest things. Uh, but Jaron played within himself. There's nothing that Jaron did tonight that just kind of just, you're like, oh my God, like you you see it click. No, you just saw him become himself, right? And kind of stay within himself. Um, and so I, I think that was cool. Um, yeah, we talked about Dylan. He, he was the game high scorer. He tied Siakam uh, 25 points. So it's great that he can score, but also defend uh, as well as he has. Um, but Brennan Clark, not much of him, you know, he was okay. Uh, but he did have six rebounds, which cast over for, uh, our Grizzly player watch. Um, <laughs> played really well. He only played 14 minutes, but he also got hurt. So that's something to yeah. watch is, uh, Aldama, um, Zaire. He, he had an efficient night, but he played eight minutes. And so that's something I think we need to monitor and see what that's about and is it about john conchar who played incredible tonight he played like he his old self he was going to get those random rebounds and that's really what he does and he he does the little things the mr do something 2.0 whatever you want to call it that's what he used to do that's what he did tonight so i made the joke earlier 
that maybe, maybe John Conchar has a twin. And this whole time, John <laughs> Conchar's twin's been playing. Maybe Conchar wanted a he wanted a you know vacation on an island somewhere. And so, you know, was it uh Bob Conchar came and Bob's been playing? That's what it was. Billy Conchar. No. Yeah. Uh, the other Conchar, eleven and seven tonight, good and good out of him. But yeah, the Grizzlies dominated the first half, and they dominate the rest of the game. And so, what you saw in the second half was a few runs by the Raptors, but in the end, it was a dominant performance. And honestly, it was a Jaw performance. Jaw had that game, however he wanted it. If Jaw wanted to score, he could. If Jaw wanted to assist, he could. Like Jaw, this was Jaw's dominant superstar performance, and I don't know if you see that every game, and I think sometimes we see it, you know, a lot. But tonight was one of those ones where you see, like, hey, that was just Jaw's game; he could do whatever he wanted to. Seventeen assists is that's incredible. That's no joke, man. You don't you don't see that happen hardly any night in the NBA by any player, right? That's yeah. that's pretty awesome, and then. See him get 19, 17, great game, obviously. But it just looked like he was in control, right? Yeah, he, he never was. looked, when I was watching the second half, out of control. He he dictated that game the entire time I watched, which yeah. is what we're used to seeing from him, right? And I think that was a thing that was missing from these other games, the, the past few games where they've been on this bit of a slump. Yeah, they let the other team determine and dictate the entire game on both ends. They took not only were they letting them run the offense they wanted to run, they were taking the shots they wanted them to take, right? The other team wanted them to take, whether it was the Suns, Warriors, whoever, and settling for threes, settling for jumpers, and not get into their actions, get into the paint. Ja taking control of the game and saying, This is how we're going to run the offense. Mm -hmm. That's what they needed to get back to, right? And it's not just give Ja the ball and watch. It's Jaw gets the ball, and then everybody gets where they need to be. And it looked yeah. like that happened a lot tonight. Yeah. Um, the only – and as far as the Zaire thing goes, I do want to hit on that too. I'm actually – I didn't get to see it. He didn't look bad at all when I was watching him in the game. He was barely no, he in looked the game. fine. He, watched, he literally right? was two of but, two from the field well, and one of one from three with five points. I He just didn't play. I, I don't mind that because what it means is that – Taylor's giving the guys minutes to win. He's, He's giving the guys minutes hand. to go and win. And that was going to be the thing I actually brought on here tonight, depending on how the game went and how it played out, was, you know, I'm a big Roddy guy. They just sent Roddy down to the G League. Obviously, he'll be called back when they get back home. It's a one-game road trip. I don't blame them. They're not going to play him tonight. Get him some minutes. But um, I was going to say, are you in development mode? or win mode, and either way, I think Roddy should get minutes. Wow. Because wow. he's playing better than – he has been playing been playing better than Jiddy and Zaire, both. And if Jiddy plays like this, he's not going to be, be playing better, right? right. Jiddy does a lot when he's playing confidently. But he's definitely better than Zaire right now. And he's just – that it factor that you don't see, I see in Roddy. He's just I, a winning player it. that makes winning it. plays. But he makes winning right. plays, you know what I he mean? He does. It's the little stuff that's – like the Conchar stuff, but with more athleticism, right? It's like a more athletic John Conchar in a lot of ways. John obviously has a lot more savvy know-how, does a lot more than Roddy at this point in their careers. Um, 
But we can talk about all that later. The other thing that I saw that I want to make sure we talk about, that doesn't have to be now. It can be later if you want to. Ty has looked whack, dude, mm. when I was watching the game. <clears throat> First half, I have no idea. He may have been in really good control, but there's one point where there was a loose ball. There was two or three Grizzlies on the floor, three or four Raptors on the floor, and Ty has had a chance to get on the floor and go get the ball, and he just didn't. Mm. Just didn't die. And, and it's not like you have to be on the floor all the time. There's sometimes I'm like, Ja, Jaron, please don't get on the floor because you're very important. I'd rather you didn't. But it just sort of defines the way I think Tyus plays when he's ineffective, which is he's just super passive, like the opposite of what I saw from John tonight, right? And so, I, again, I'm not trying to hate on Tyus, but he looked passive when he was the only guard, the only point guard on the floor tonight too. And I don't know. It was something that concerned me, and I thought that summed it up pretty well, that moment. Yeah, I, I'll say something that probably um, I – it's probably not popular, right? But I think it I think it has to be said because it's how I truly feel. I, I think that this team wants to kind of reach the peak that it wants to be at. It needs to figure out a way to move Tyus at the trade deadline, bring in maybe somebody else, but some bring and be able to bring in a guy, and I'll just use him for example like a Gary Trent Jr. I think they need more of that, especially playoff basketball. You're able to bring somebody off of the bench who can shoot and make, you know, three threes a game, who can be a, a decent defender. But that would be the ultimate flip. Like, hey, like I like Tyus. Tyus is a regular season player. He just is. Like if you think back at the 90s Atlanta Braves, they were just a regular season team. Okay, listen, I know it's baseball, uh, but I have to go back to it, whatever. But then you think about like Tyus, he's going to help you and he's going to help you throughout the season. And you know what? If Jaw ever does go down, he will help you limp into the playoffs and get to the playoffs. But you're never going to win a championship with him as a main focal point, especially when it actually comes down to the playoffs. He's going to get 12 minutes a game because 12 is going to be on the court as much as he possibly can. So if there's a way to move a guy like Tyus, that might be the way to do that instead of moving a guy like Dylan, especially if we get this Dylan, because this, this, this is a, I don't know. But so I don't know. I, I don't want to trade Tyus. Listen, I'm a Duke fan, right? I don't want to trade my guys. I love Tyus, but I just don't know if we could actually find another piece using him as bait in a sense in a trade or is it like hey we can we can possibly do it because we have so many assets so um but something i did look at tonight is a guy like gary trent jr would be perfect on our team so i hope that the i hope that the raptors keep sucking and i hope they keep getting worse and i hope they eventually decide to blow it up or, or sell some pieces because <laughs> he's got one year on his contract and he's got a player option and then he's unrestricted so we'll see uh but i, I think a guy like uh, gary trent jr would be great on this team uh, but we'll see. Anyway, um, enough about that. One thing I do want to say uh, to wrap up this game, great game all around. Uh, Steven Adams dominates the game more often than he doesn't dominate. And he dominated again tonight. Like there's nobody else in the league that can dominate a game like he can. And on the other side, you have, you have Ja who can dominate the game like he can. So it's great having those two guys. Uh, and something about Steven Adams, if you're a big Kiwi fan, um, 
make sure you stay tuned because on the first we play is it 31st 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 we play the pelicans right guess who we're having and you don't know this yet guess who we're going to have on the post game show nate uh, yeah i had no idea big steven, steven adams, adams fan? big steven adams fan oh i know who you're bringing in kunaki stats so if Let's you are go. a are you, if you're a fan of the Steven Adams stats uh, Twitter account Funaki stats I believe that's what it's how it's pronounced uh, he'll be on here and we're gonna be uh, bringing um, the post game show with him uh, and so Nate may or may not be able to join me it is the uh, it is the first you know obviously the first day of the year uh, but I think it'll be I think it'll be cool and the reason he asked for this game just so we're completely clear I gave him free <laughs> reign and I said hey what game do you want? These are the games, you know, for the next two weeks. I think they have a holiday out there. Uh, that's what they call it for the next couple of weeks. But he said, give me the Pelicans game because I want to do JV and Adams. And I can't wait to talk about it. And I was like, yeah. all right, let's do that's, it. That's been fun for any Stephen Adams fans thus far. That's been a pretty one-sided matchup. But, man, are you kidding me? If Funaki's going to be here, I'm going to be here. So, Funaki. Say, say less. Say less. I'll be here. All right, so uh, what do you want to get into? So we have some things that we can hit on, but <laughs> I kind of want to just give that to you in a chat. If there's anything that you want to hit on, uh, we'd be more than happy to kind of go down, uh, answer some questions, kind of talk about some things. But uh, first thing, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and go into it. Let's go to the Dylan Brooks game because I think that really it was his game tonight. And I, I know job 17 assists, but I'm talking about Dylan Brooks was just a madman tonight. So – uh, what did you see out of Dylan that you loved or didn't love? Six assists. Yeah, big. six assists, and you, you we we get on we get into it a little while or every once in a while about what uh, creation looks like, what playmakers look like, and whether or not Zaire can be a creator because of how he gets his assists, whatever. Dylan, I mean, obviously, I was there for the most fun part of the game when they pretty much had it in hand, but that left-handed off the dribble assist to Adams down low beautiful thing of beauty thing of absolute beauty and it was there was only one time i watched when he really just like stopped the ball and i'll say this as well the only i say that because he held the ball a lot down to end of the shot clock and put up a shot that was the design of the offense let me tell you and i think it was a feed the hot hand type of thing and that's why looking at the box score after the game i got it more because it yep. looked like a feed the hot hand type of game. Otherwise, there's only one possession. I was like, Dylan, <laughs> stop. But then I looked up and he was four for seven from three. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sh- go ahead, Dylan. Shoot your shot, buddy. But um, that the six assists, obviously the shooting's great. We love that. But the six assists and then the just locking up dudes on defense. I mean, yeah. I didn't get to see him. By in live, but I saw some replays of some defensive possessions he had, and then I was able to go and see Siakam. I oh want to God. punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> he, like shout out to Pascal Siakam because he really held back on what he wanted yeah. to do at the end there, and um, that just shows you what kind of night he must have had thanks to Dylan Brooks, and so. Yeah. That's his ideal role, and Dylan didn't respond to the tech, you know, as. I just liked it. I just liked both of those things. The shooting is a nice little bonus. Yeah. 
Well, the shooting is is the big because it was pretty efficient for the most part. Like that's the biggest thing with mm -hmm. Dylan is when he kind of gets hot early, especially when he comes out of the gate and hits that open three to start the game. You're just like, oh my god, this is not going to be good because usually what he does is he follows that up with three more bricks from deep, and you're just like, all right, now he's one of four. He's out of rhythm. He he doesn't you know he doesn't really have it, but he honestly kept it going the whole night. He was very efficient for the most part. And, and, you know, as Black Lives Matter said, he, you know, he's bought in like that is I think that is maybe what's happening. And I don't know if that's completely what's what he's doing, but it looks like it. Dylan could have no shots, eight assists, three steals. And then he just held the ball too long before passing it once. And you and Chris and probably the rest of this team outside of me will be like, I think he might be buying in. It's like, you guys, I think he might be buying in. Listen, I I get it. I do get it. And he had a couple of rough games. Guess what? The entire city of Memphis had right. a couple of rough games. I was at one of them. I was ready to – I don't want to – Well, the city had some rough here. days with the water, like in general. Was, yeah, we had some rough days anyway. That's probably why Dylan played so bad. I was skipping the excuse. He got but, bad water. Um, he got bad water. But mm. other than that, he's, this has been his season. He's not taking the most shots. Even then, he took less shots than both Ja and Jaron tonight, even though he put up 25, right? it's yeah. Even when he had it cooking, he still took less shots. This has been the Dylan we've gotten most of the year. And, you know, I saw some negative stuff the past few games. I understand it was frustrating, but I don't know why Dylan – specific guys always get the hate when their entire team sucks. And, listen, this has been – Dylan's been good this year. He's been consistently yeah. good this year. I don't know what more you want from the guy. I got a question. All right. So you have you have this Dylan, right? Whatever this mm -hmm. Dylan is. Okay. You have 14 attempts overall, seven threes. Okay. So you have seven two-pointers, seven three-pointers. Even if he shoots half of that, are you still good with that? If you get the same kind of defense, are you still comfortable with that? If he goes, what was he, seven of 14. So let's say he's four of 14. 4-14 on the night with 16 points. Yeah, and well, and the main thing is you don't have to make that decision this year. You haven't had to do that. The only times Dylan's jacked up a bunch of shots, even when he's missing them, is when the entire team's jacking up shots and yeah. missing them, right? And so that's the conversation around Dylan needs to change because that's not what you're getting from Dylan this year, right? In years past – that's what you're getting from Dylan. It's okay. Ja has it going. Dez has it going. Jaron's doing well. Somebody has it going, but he's still just jacking up shots. Mm -hmm. This year, if Dylan's jacking up shots, he's either open and just misses good shots or everybody's missing a bunch of shots, right? Like, so the answer is yes, because I don't like, I don't think you have to have that conversation. So I'm just not worried about, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's a conversation to have. Yeah. No, I was just curious because, I, in my opinion, if he goes four or fourteen, I still am okay with that. It's not that it's not the four of the fourteen; it's the fourteen that I don't like. Anything above that, when you get to the fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, I'm like, God, dude, just chill out, because he's not an efficient shooter for the most part. But when he keeps it where it's an efficient game of just fourteen or less shots, fifteen or less, I'd be fine with. I think that is where Dylan is his best. 
if he plays the same defense and he gives us half of what he gave on the offensive end tonight, I'm actually perfect with that. This is the cherry on top game, okay? This is the game that you get used to. Uh, and so I, I think that he is finding his role, and I think he's accepting and he's buying in. Um, and so as long as he's able to do that, like, why not? Like, that, that's that's what I want to see in Dylan Brooks. So uh, anything else you have, Dylan? And I kind of want to move around to some other players. Yeah, no, listen, I think he's been bought in. Obviously, it's awesome to see him play well. And I think the one thing you can take away from this that we seem to be consistently learning is Dylan is a bright light player. He seems to show up mm. when the lights are brightest, which is good to see. I, he just locks in more, I suppose. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'm ready to move on. Let's go yep. to somebody else. <clears throat> Let's move on. Let's go to Desmond Bain. And I know we don't want to talk about it, but do you see anything with him? Because – um, what I'm seeing is a guy that's out of shape. Okay. Like the arms, they're not even as chiseled as they used to be. <laughs> oh, oh, honey buns coming back. <laughs> you had a few I'm, too I'm many kidding. Completely kidding. Um, <laughs> Desmond just doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look like he has the same flow to his game. And I think that's just coming off of injury, trying to get back into it. Uh, but I think, oh, honey buns going to figure it out. He'll, he'll, He'll get the dad bod weight off, right? He'll he'll actually get some sleep on the road, uh, and then he'll be back to normal. He's not going to come back ready to roll after missing no. 17 games. And let's look at what people are saying. Oh, Des, 6 for 13 from the field and 3 for 7 from 3 with 5 rebounds and 4 assists. I like that. That's okay. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> like right. He's shooting nearly 50% from both the floor and 3, and we're like – Oh, we need Dez to get back. I'm like, that's pretty right. freaking good for any two guard to add sitting next yeah. to John Morant, right? And so, and we know that's not near the level of production he will be at. So, I saw, I saw something. I can't remember what it was, but it was about Dez. It was negative, and it was all kinds of wild after the game against the Suns. We already, I saw one wild thing against the Warriors. I saw another wild thing against the Suns. I cannot remember what it was. You need to get they, out of bad Grizz Twitter. Like you're in it too deep, man. Come out. Come I outside. don't know who it is. It's never people I follow. It's someone who gets retweeted. So, uh, but listen, all of Grizz Twitter's been kind of bad Grizz Twitter for the past little bit, and uh, you can't really blame anybody. But well, hopefully, this is the flip I don't side know. of it. Like, it's like, do we not understand? He's in his second game back from a injury that could have easily ended his season. Listen, he hit three for seven from three. We've seen him already have Des moments. He took a guy off the dribble tonight for a bucket when the game got tight. Listen, he's not only is he going to be fine, he is fine. Three for seven from three, six for 13 from the field. Hey, did he uh, did he cut his big toes off? I don't know. Why? Well, Why with turf toe, one of, the, one of the most known people with turf toe, Deion Sanders, he cut both of his big toes off. He only has eight toes. Because he's he like, had turf toes so much, he cut both of his big toes off. He had them amputated. So. He's like, I'm tired of get rid of him. Don't eat him. <laughs> I don't think he cut his big toe off. I think he's I think he's fine. Right, so, so he's still 10 toes deep, <laughs> so we're good. Um, yeah, I think Desmond's going to be fine. I, I think we're good uh, with, with Bain. He'll be good. He'll be back. Uh, the good thing is, is if we get this jaw, it doesn't matter what you surround him with because this is the best – jaw there is right is when he's yep. able to create for everybody else and, and honestly the uh the toronto raptors were the fourth worst team 
in the league on giving up assists, right? So what they do is they do more of the collapse. And a lot of it's with P- uh, Pascal Siakam, where if you get beat, he's he's really the main one uh, that's coming over. And so uh, the biggest thing for them is getting out to open shots and hitting them. And so somebody who was able to hit some open shots tonight was Santi Aldama. He's played well. Um, I was really hoping. I saw Conchar and Santi both do it tonight where they get the kick out to them and the ball never drops and they just do the easy thing. They actually both missed them. Uh, but uh, if that can ever get, man, that would Santi be Santi hits man. that consistently, though. I've seen him hit that as many times as he missed it. Yeah, so he, he played well tonight. He is, and like I talked about earlier, Santi Aldama is uh, a little ankle injury. He didn't come back. But I, I think that's more of, hey, let's just kind of make sure you're good. Uh, they had a 20-point lead, 15-point lead at that point, and I think his rotation minutes were kind of up at that point. So no reason to bring him back. But I, I think that Santi will be fine. I, I would expect him to probably be out next game, usually with ankles, especially a seven-footer. You're not going to have him back next game. That could be a big deal with you know guarding a guy like JV or even Zion, so that's something to pay attention to. Uh, but somebody who I like for that game is Brandon Clark. He seems to always play well against the Pelicans, and I think that tonight was not a Brandon Clark night, right? Usually when he goes back to Canada, you know, I'm expecting a big night. So we got it out of Dylan, but we didn't get it out of uh, our guy, BC. But I expect him to go ahead and keep playing the way he's playing. He's playing consistent. That's the biggest thing with BC is he's consistent. He's not doing anything crazy, but he's staying within himself, and w- which is obviously good to see. Yeah, I mean, six rebounds is all I need to see from BC, right? I mean, two for two means he's wasn't getting a bunch of shot attempts, but he was clearly involved. He was clearly involved tonight, even just in watching the second half, right? He wasn't getting a bunch of looks. He wasn't doing a ton on the defensive end, but he was always in the actions. He was always present. Right. He was always on his man or providing some really good help. So, listen, he was involved. It just doesn't show up on the, on the stat sheet, right? It's on the box score, so. All right. He's playing well. Cool. Well, uh, anything else you have in this game? I, I know we, we can talk all night about Ja and Steven Adams just going crazy, man. It, it was yeah. it was beautiful to see. Both of them had 17 in lines, stat lines, <laughs> that are not points. 17 17. points from Steve-O. I didn't see that. Let's go. Steve-O, I just man, saw he had 14 points. That's awesome. Steve-O was having so much fun. When he caught the lob from Ja, and dunked it, and then he looked kind of over his shoulder, and it was supposed to be Jaron's alley oop. That was so funny because they they absolutely loved it. It, it was a good it was a good funny moment. Well, right. I I do want to say the one thing I know players played well, and there's a lot of good stats, et cetera, et cetera. I'm telling you, after seeing them in person, the difference between this game and the game before, even from watching one half, the team was locked in. The one yeah. two was there. The one-two hasn't been there since the Milwaukee game. Even in the games they won, it just hadn't been there, right? Like, maybe the first game against the Suns, you know, but then they turned around and got daddy slapped by those dudes. It was embarrassing. And they just didn't want it. The Suns wanted that game, and the Grizzlies didn't. And Dylan said that in the post game. He's like, "We, we had the energy. We were locked in. We wanted it the entire game. That's the difference. That's what we have to have night in, night out from this team. And listen, hopefully that switch got flipped fast, right? That's the sign yeah. of a good team is flipping it quick. You've seen it from Boston this year, Phoenix this year. Uh, there's another team. I can't remember who already this year, but the Nets flipped it really fast, right? And so yeah. um want to see that going forward. But get David Roddy minutes. 
Free Big are, Body Roddy. There are no minutes. Listen, They're gone. You can take all eight minutes. We Zaire can't get Zaire with eight, man. We sent the wrong guy to the hustle. Sent the wrong there. guy to the hustle. They're both there. What are you talking Who? about? Zaire Williams. Oh, oh, yeah. He's not there. Jake LaRavia is down there. Okay. He needs to be. Hey, and I, can I give myself a little pat on the back? I said that come December, mid-December, January, we're going to have Roddy and LaRavia both down the G League. They're both going to be down there getting minutes because they're not getting minutes on the main team. Everybody talked to me like I was crazy. Not mm-hmm. so crazy anymore, am I? I didn't think you were crazy. I just didn't want it to happen because I loved him. <laughs> I, now I don't want it to happen because he's been freaking kicking butt every game. Roddy has been great when he's been playing the past month. So, yeah. listen. And listen, I, Black Lives Matter in chat said Z played well. Um, I agree. Z runs the floor really well, better than anyone on the team. He's awesome. <laughs> Roddy has been doing more to contribute to winning. He doesn't run the floor as well, mm. but he is able to defend really well. Zaire can defend really well, but I thought Roddy's on-ball defense was similar to Dylan's on-ball defense, which is the best we have on this team still wow. so far. He was hitting turnaround jumpers. He's getting in the drive. He's creating his own shot. And he's hitting corner threes. Yeah. But John ran on the floor. That's I don't know what more you want well, from a role guy. Well, Roddy, honestly, like he's he's the next man up. He'll get his time. They're gonna they're gonna rest players. Santi Aldama literally just was injured. Santi is probably going to be out, like I said, the next game. That's Roddy time because you have Roddy that can match up against who? Big boy Zion. That might mm-hmm. be a good matchup where two guys that have a little beef to him. I think that could be a time. So you're about to get your Roddy fixed, so slow your roll a little bit and uh, enjoy yourself uh, for your <laughs> well, new year. Your New Year's Eve, you get a little appetizer of Roddy and Zion. Well, listen, I I do want to say I understand why they're playing Zaire and they're not playing Roddy. Right? I'm not I'm not dumb. I get it, but yeah, I I think Roddy can be a real contributor on this team right now. So I would like yeah. to have the opportunity to see it. I'm done. I'm done. All right, he's done, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? We're not done with is the show but before we get to that let's uh let's bring in our people with zach jaworski state farm uh they're my provider they can be your provider talk to zach this week good things coming we're actually going to do some uh some new stuff with them uh coming up soon and so uh good stuff out of the state farm team over there uh give them a call over at 901-443-4798 zachinsuresmemphis.com you can go on their website give you a free quote over the over the web right the worldwide web go get you one from al gore al gore's best al gore's best isn't he the one that came up the internet i don't i don't remember <laughs> I don't know. all right so give a uh, give our guys zach over uh at zach jaworski state farm a call <laughs> al gore. i think he came up the internet i don't know who knows he's the one that uh, came up with global warming <laughs> maybe sure. all right so give give our guys zach a call tell them that grizz on one team sent you um also we got some new merch uh actually, i actually have some merch here Fun fact, guess who doesn't have theirs here? You don't? I still don't have it, dude. I'm going to have to check it out. I got a whole box of Grizz on one merch. So go over and get your merch. If you're watching this on YouTube, I just showed one of those shirts that we have. Uh, but it's at grindcitydesigns.com backslash Grizz901. Grindcitydesigns.com backslash Grizz901. Just go over there, get your Grizz one merch. We're going to have other stuff coming up. But until then... We have our logo so far. All right, let's get into some game predictions real quick. And this is going to be just uh, about the Pelicans 
anything that you've seen because they're hot right now and we don't want to spend too much time on them but uh the the game is coming up is on the 31st right so in two days it's going to be saturday night so so isn't that right saturday or is it sunday uh looks like saturday Saturday. yeah saturday so saturday which is new year's eve big game let's see let's see what happens do you think that they uh the pelicans been playing well they're 22 and 12 grizzlies handle business at home it's gonna depend on which grizzlies show up if the grizzlies that showed up tonight show up then grizzle win that game but It'll be tight. Listen, if the I say it this way, if the Grizzlies show up tonight, show up, it'll take a Herculean effort by Zion like he had against the Timberwolves last night to beat them. Um, anytime you got a player like Zion on another team, they can they can go next level. But we have a player like that on our team that can go next level and against the Pelicans typically does. And so that Zion Jaron matchup that's been intriguing since they since Zion got to the league. Is going to be the one to watch. I think yeah. if Jaron's able to not win but contain that matchup, the Grizzlies take that. If not, yeah. then it's going to be a shootout. We'll see. Yeah. Well, they've been playing well as of late. Now that you know New Orleans is back in the driver's seat, they're back in the number one in the West, which is you know kind of from them. You know that just means they're playing well. But the great thing about all of this is they play the 76ers at home Friday. So tomorrow night, they're favored by two two points against the 76ers. That's a big game. But also, they have to catch a flight and come up to Memphis with less than 24 hours turnaround, back-to-back. That should get them at a disadvantage. The Grizzlies should have a chance to actually catch a team on a back-to-back where they've had a day of rest. So... They're both going to have some travel involved, but I think that the Grizzlies can handle business if they come out with the same energy they came out with tonight in the first quarter. Like, that has to happen. You can't show up and expect that you're going to be the best team without giving the proper energy. These these are professionals. You have to show up with the energy. Well, and this felt like a get-right game, right? Not not before the game, because I actually was – I mean, until they got right, I wouldn't have been putting – any right, kind of nothing. money on the Grizzlies, right? Like they are clearly not themselves other than method of first basket. I bet on that every time I'm back in Tennessee from now on. I, I hate that I discovered it right when I had to come back to Utah. But since like during that game, after that game, felt, feels like it was a get right game. And listen, hopefully they they learn their lesson and they stay locked in. Yeah. And if they stay locked in, then I expect them to get another seven-game winning streak going, mm. right? Because when this team shows up, I stand by what I said when they were on that winning streak. There is not a team in the West I would take against them. They have the talent and they have the discipline when they are locked in to beat everybody and anybody. Yeah, yeah. They just have to actually do it. They have to show up. They have to give that energy. And yeah. if they're humbled and they keep doing that for the rest of the season. Let's not just get one good week. Yeah, we're in a good place, and I, they will win. They will win on Saturday night. Well, maybe they choked on their humble pie because they've, they've kind of got it back up. They're feeling it. They, they played much better tonight, and I think that going forward, they know now how to respond, and I think it's learning lessons. And I, and I think people 
forget that these guys are still, you know, 25 or less, you know, for the most part. Like they, except for, I think Jitty's like 26 or so. And then you have Steve O, Tyus. I guess Dylan, he, I think he's Dylan's like 27, 28. But either way, like there's a lot of, lot of young players, especially Jaron, Ja. Like they're young and they're they're still learning. They're they're three, four, five years into the league, and they have to have these moments that kind of ground them a little bit. And I think a game like tonight, understanding what you have to do after you weren't able to do that, after you weren't able to put out the type of energy to actually accomplish a win, I think it's good. I think this is best for who? The coach. This is the big chance for Taylor Jenkins and his staff to say, see. This is what we've been talking about, and you finally did it. This is who you can be. It's up to you. And I think it's what it's come down to is at this point, they look themselves in the mirror and say, if we want to be the best in the West, we want to not worry about anybody in the West, then this is how they have to play. It's just the truth. Yep. That's it. So. That, that's that's my sentence. Agreed. Correct. Glad we're on the same page. All right. Anything <laughs> else you have? Let's go ahead and get out of here. It's, you know, we, we've been going on long enough. It's a, it's, it's a long night. Why not? And my voice, I don't know if it can go much longer. Uh, somehow, somehow the, uh, a frog got in my throat. And now I can't really talk too well. Yeah. So. I've got something in mind too, but let's, uh, let's not go too far down that rabbit hole before we turn this into not a family show. Cause we're both idiots. But the only thing I got outside of this and these games is, um, really the Grizzly stuff. We sort of gave everybody and I sort of gave myself a couple of weeks off for the holidays. We've been riding pretty hard, got a lot of stuff churned out. And so got off of the recaps and we were about to have a pretty hot recap coming out next week. Um, If this game went south, there was definitely going to be one coming (laughs) that was going to be less of a game recap and more of a, a venting session for fans around the world. But after this game and after Saturday, hopefully they put up another good effort. We'll get out back just to the regular recaps, and then we'll have um, a lot of good content rolling back out. But gave the guys, gave myself a couple of weeks off, so that's why I haven't seen any content. But look for it starting beginning of next week. We'll get back on top of it. All right, Nate, got a question. I probably have an answer. I hope you have an answer. How's the old uh, Wienergate going these days? Wienergate? Dude. <laughs> honestly incredibly apparently i i have not paid as much attention to it as the rest of our team has but apparently warriors twitter has decided to spend an inordinate amount of time talking about clay thompson's wiener because i made a joke about it for about 30 45 seconds so yeah, it was at least um, two minutes at least two minutes did we go on for two minutes i think for no, 120 no seconds there's no we involved in this it was more of you than me well listen i'll i'll put this out there because a lot of people didn't get to the part of the episode where i actually explained what i was talking about it's all jokes we're all it friends is. here it's all jokes. we're all friends here this is a good place the motto of the show be nice and tell your friends even though I'm the one that's typically not nice to people named Clay Thompson, Steve Kerr, and Carl Anthony Towns. But um, listen, it's been great, great publicity. Shout out to Dub Nation. We appreciate you guys. Um, it's not that deep. They will never, tiny. ever hear the end of this listen, podcast. Never, not, ever. It's not that deep. Something tiny can't be that deep. So This is true. <laughs> and we'll end it on that because uh, shout out to the Bay Area. And honestly, shout out to Canada. 
Why not, man? What what a game out, Dylan. Uh, it was great being the Raptors. Uh, and it's been a great Christmas so far. It's going to be a great New Year's. And uh, I'll, we will not be on here again before the New Year. So um, any New Year's resolutions that you have personally? Anything coming up? Uh, yeah, work out more and eat less because <laughs> I feel pretty, pretty crappy out of the past few games. Uh, nah, man, listen, I, to be honest, this is going to sound super cheesy, but this has been an awesome year. There's been a lot of cool stuff. This is actually going to, in a few weeks, be my first full year mm. with the team, which feels crazy. It feels like I've been here forever, but, um, I listen, I just want to be able to recharge like I have been able to and come back and keep growing, keep improving. It's been a ton of fun to see this grow over the past year that I've been here and, we got all the momentum in the world. It just keeps happening. So excited to keep that going. As far as personal resolutions, I don't know, I'll keep those to myself. But I'm, I'm excited for this team and what we got ahead of us, man. And yeah. um, not just the Grizzly team, but the Grizzlies as a whole. It's just yeah. a fu- fun time to be a fan. And I always like to remember we, we're fans. We're just fans yeah. to get on here and have a really blessed opportunity to be on here and be able to talk about it and have people join us. So yeah. it's fun. No, 100%. I think I think we all have the resolution. We need to work out more, and then we yeah. get a few days, and we're like, ah, f it, well, we're good. I I did it this past year though. I'm we'll like, figure I, it I, out. I got off the train for Thanksgiving, and I'm we'll back embrace. To it, we'll embrace a little bit of a uh, little extra loving. Not a big so deal. I gotta drink this. I'm not gonna say that. Hey, I caught myself. <laughs> no, but um, you know what though? I, I think that was uh, what you said was was perfect. Um, I shared a little excerpt from uh, I think it was the mismatch this past week with Verno and Kevin O'Connor, and it was always kind of looking back on seeing like, hey, what does this mean to us? What does the Grizz that I want? What does Grizzly mean to us? And me and my wife were kind of talking about tonight. Um, and honestly, this is it's fun. Like, this is what I love. This is what I enjoy. We all have our daily normal jobs, right? But we also have this. And I, I feel like it's it's continuously growing and becoming, uh, you know, its own thing. And uh, from, the sh- from the support of everybody else, if you're still listening to this, and obviously you support us and thank you. Uh, but it's been a big, uh, a big thing that we've kind of undertaken. And it's been honest- honestly awesome. And so... Uh, this next year, the second half, I guess, of the season for the 2023 season, um, I think there's so much more that we have. We've we've just we brought on the the No Bluffing podcast. We brought on free basketball to give you more content, and we've even changed to now doing post game shows and still doing shows during the day because I think that's what everybody wanted, and also gives more content to everybody else. So uh, we're gonna keep doing the interview series. We did Parker Fleming. Uh, unfortunately, he had, he had a bad connection for whatever reason. It just was not able to connect on his end, so he was a little in and out. But the content was still good. Parker's really good. Uh, we have Funaki stats, uh, as we said earlier. Stephen Adams uh, stats. Um, if you're looking for any kind of Stephen Adams stuff, you know who that is. Uh, and so he will be on with us at the next post game. Um, I don't know when we're going to do that, so stay tuned. We're not going to do it New Year's Eve night. I'm sorry, I can't. I didn't realize it was then. Zero chance. We're, we're probably doing that on the first. Okay. Yeah. So stay tuned. We got a little bit of a break between that. Uh, but yeah, he'll be on here doing that with us. And so uh, listen, it, a new year. I think there's only so much better that we're going to be. Uh, we've grown this just in a year of being what it is now. And I think it's finally catching its stride. 
in its second season. And I can't imagine two, three, four, five years from now uh, what this actually has become. So we're looking to take this to bigger and brighter um, you know, heights. And honestly, like, yeah, we finally got a sponsorship from State Farm. So shout out Zach and his team over there uh, getting a that just makes us look good, but also pays a little bit. So uh, so shout out to the rest of the team. If they're still listening. Thank you all so much. But uh, I don't have anything else. Have a happy new year. And most of all, be nice and tell your friends. <laughs>